G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Thursday, we'll have to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Hey, Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Delighted to be back. Hey, Greg, last week we were talking about your upcoming webinar, and that was held on Tuesday night. You had a very special guest, former Prime Minister John Howard. How did it all go? Well, Neil, I have to tell you, you know, we've got a, a Zoom account and uh, we have a limit of 500. And uh, and we almost exceeded the 500 on that night because the registrations, I have to tell you, Neil, came from uh, all over Australia. We've had, we had four journalists uh, log in as well. So it was very highly supported and uh, from people from all walks of life, but in particular, of course, Family Voice supporters. Now, John Howard, uh, Neil, really is a statesman of, of, of the first uh, quality. You know, he, uh, he approached the topic of free speech with such dignity that uh, he actually gave us a very good insight into two fundamental issues. Now, we, we discussed a lot of Christian issues, but in particular, he spoke about religious schools, the freedom, and, of course, the woke culture. Uh, so perhaps we should talk about what he said uh, on, on those issues now. Well, let's start with uh, this idea of woke culture, uh, because, uh, you know, still people getting their head around that. Uh, but give us some insights here into how John Howard addressed those sorts of uh, concerns about woke culture. Yeah, thank you. Now, look, what, what he did was he actually started to speak about freedom of speech at universities. And then I particularly asked him a question that we're living in a, a woke culture, a cancel culture. You've got Facebook now, you know, um, sort of black banning organisations and, and Twitter and what have you. So he actually said that he totally agrees that the woke culture is very, mon- very much alive today in the Australian society. And he, and he said that it's crazy and ab- to hear absurd language and memorandums in organisations being distributed within public organisations that are tax, taxpayer-funded that tell you to use words like... Uh, you can't use words like mother or father or brother or sister. Now, he thought that was an outrage, absolute outrage, and, and he made the point, Neil, that we as Australians, as people living here, we need to fight back and we have to get authority, people in authority, to hit anything like this on the head when it's proposed by so-called progressive left-wing organisations. Interesting, isn't it, Greg? Uh, Someone hitting it on the head when it emerges. And uh, what we seem to be lacking now in our uh, political uh, leadership in both sides or all sides, let's say all sides of uh, political life, uh, people who are ready to stand up and actually hit it on the head, there's not that much of it happening. No, and he, and he made the point, Neil, that, uh, and very, very nicely, he said that the views, his views on woke culture 
were in line with the views of about 80% of the Australian community. And he said that this needs to be articulated and articulated very strongly by the people in authority. In other words, you know, government leaders, CEO leaders, that they've got to make a stance on this, Neil, because you can't have, you know, people coming up with all these sort of memorandums and, and, and sort of uh, suggestions that, you know, you cannot call your partner anymore uh, a mother or a, or a father or you can't call your colleague she or he. It has to stop. And, and, and John Howard made that point very, very clearly. And, you know, when we first hear these things, it's a little bit like, uh, that's so absurd, it's almost like entertainment value. And uh, we might mm. have a laugh about it, but where the rubber hits the road, of course, comes down to how these things start to play out in real life and how they start to affect us and our families. And uh, he had plenty to say about religious schools. Uh, what were the oh, sorts look, of things he was, uh, yeah. he was sharing about that? Well, again, he alluded to the fact that, you know, if we're going to talk about freedom of speech, we've got to look at the impending legislation that the federal government, and you and I have spoken about this on when it's going to be implemented, because what he said was that religious schools needed the right to teach the principles of their faith and not employ somebody who is barracking for the other side, as he put it. In other words, he was saying that religious freedom means that schools should be able to hire teachers based on whether they accept the belief, beliefs of the school uh, the same way as, say, political parties favour staff who believe in the party's ideals, Neil. So nobody ever anticipates that the Labor Party is going to employ staff that support the Liberal Party and vice Correct. versa. And so what he's saying, and in, and so many of us can see the common sense in that, in a religious school, and let's take that beyond just Christian schools, uh, into any of the different religious school organisations, you wouldn't be expecting them to employ people of a different religious expression and neither uh, those who would be outside of uh, being able to uh, to uh, you know sign a document says I'm on on the side when it comes to the way we talk about families uh, women and men and such things absolutely look he made the point that all, all this has come out of course um, of, of the same-sex marriage postal survey debate that we had and and John Howard made the point very clearly that that uh, Whilst he advocated the no vote, the, the, this issue, the, the same-sex marriage postal vote, raised the point about faith-based schools to teach the principles of their faith. In other words, if you have an LGBTIQA plus a person coming to a, a Catholic or a Protestant or, whatever, or a Jewish school, whatever it might be, uh, that employer must have the right to say no we are of a particular faith, and if you don't believe in that faith, sorry, we can't use you. In other words, he was saying that they must have freedom of speech as regards religious freedom. Now, it's worth noting that, uh, that the government's um, uh, freedom bill from December 2019 actually gave an example of a Jewish school which may require that its staff and students be Jewish and accordingly refuse to hire or or admit someone because they were not Jewish. In other words, there are real examples that the government is looking at, but in particular, John Howard reinforced the fact that, hey, just like a golf club, just like a, a cricket club, you follow the rules, and if you can't follow the rules, I'm sorry, you can't be a member. 
Um, so we need to take that on board as Christians, Neil, as we look at the, the future of religious schools and how we as parents, um, you know, working with our, with our t- uh, teaching um, curriculum. The few elites that propagate this woke culture, uh, as I understand it, uh, John Howard was saying that you know his views were uh, in line with the majority of the Australian community. Yeah. Any thoughts there? I mean, this is you know for most of us listening in, this is common sense stuff, and we wonder even why we're talking about it. But we're confronted with the uh, these elite ideas that are just permeating into our organisations and our government departments and our schools. Uh, so we get a little bit concerned about that because it's out of alignment with the Australian community. Look, it is out of alignment, Neil, and I have to tell you, with our own survey that we've conducted, um, and in particular I'm actually writing an article on this, because what I found is, Neil, and, and which supports um, what John Howard is saying, is that the woke culture, now only a few weeks ago you and I spoke about the hospital that in- introduced a new non-gender language. We spoke about the university at the ANU uh, introducing non-gender language. Um, so, so it is happening. The woke culture is alive and well. And what John Howard was saying was, look, just because they don't speak up, there is at least 80%, if not more, of the Australian community that are saying this is not on. I want to be called a mother or a father or a son or a daughter. And we can't let the woke culture take control. He's saying it needs to be hit on the head. In other words, we need to put a stop to it. And the only way we can do that, Neil, is through people in authority, uh, commentators, media, CEOs, churches to say, this is enough. We're not having it. You were tackling some of the big issues with John Howard and gleaning his thoughts on these things. Uh, He had some things to say about the recent laws passed by the Victorian government banning gay conversion practices. Uh, What were the sorts of things he came out with uh, along those lines? Look, he he really came out strongly saying, look, um, he actually lamented the laws passed by the Victorian government banning gay conversion practices. In other words, he was saying, look, he's he's saying to the Victorian politicians, this is not on. And he was actually telling our audience at the time, if you want to have your voice heard, you must still contact your local parliamentarians. But in point of fact, he was saying, if they're not listening, he said, look, get on, talk back radio, have your point of view heard, speak out. Because as you know, you know, evil prevails where good men fail to act, and women, of course. But what we're saying here is, and John Howard made the point, get on a talkback radio. He actually gave an example that when he was Prime Minister, he made a point of using talkback to his advantage. Because the media were not always going to reflect the policies of the Liberal uh, Coalition uh, government on on certain social and moral issues. So he made a point of getting on the talkback now. And look, you know, it's a powerful medium, isn't it? Talkback radio. And I know that listeners who participate in our talkback conversations here will often Mm. raise points. Now, I can be well prepared on a particular topic or an issue, and I'll usually have a special guest on with me who may be an expert in their field. And uh, together we can uh, be, uh, you know, there's new uh, insights that come come when, uh, when listeners call in. And so it would be the same when you've got, 
secular talkback yep. radio shows that are not exposed to a Christian way of thinking about these issues, and they actually may be just waiting, hanging out for someone to call in and at least say something that is going to be controversial for the secularists to handle, uh, throw into there some Christian points of view. So uh, very, very yep. good, uh, strong opinion there as to what should be done in the idea of fighting back because yes if we leave it to our political leaders uh, there's not a lot of action happening on this front really you've got to take it to a grassroots level Uh, and grassroots is a powerful way of communicating Greg. Absolutely and I have to say Neil that uh, I was so encouraged you and I spoke about a few weeks ago whatever that uh, you know I was saying that the media are anti-Christian they're you know they're very progressive left um, and, and, and that's the way they are. And John Howard spoke about this in point of fact, saying in particular the ABC, for example, uh, is an exa- is a good indication of what the what the, the the journalists will tend to say would be very progressive, left wing sort of uh, stuff. But he made the point that you know we need to get involved. But not only that, guess what, Neil? It was so encouraging that the newspaper, and I'm hopefully I can mention it, the Guardian, came up with a wonderful report. On the webinar, in actual fact, it had a very balanced and fair view, uh, talking about John Howard's opinion on, on, on the web culture, on religious skills, but, but it also mentioned the family voice, of, of course. But the point I want to make is here is a traditionally that is viewed as a left-wing progressive a media publication coming out and giving a fairly balanced uh, view and review of the of the webinar on John Howard, Neil. Good stuff. Uh, just quickly, uh, on another topic which is really coming to the fore, uh, your insights, Greg, uh, around George Christensen's bill that he is presenting in the Parliament uh, requiring medical practitioners to provide a child born alive during a late-term abortion with medical care so that they'll survive. I mean, uh, for some, this will be another one of these common-sense things. Of course, you would uh, support the live birth of a baby, but uh, under the abortion laws in most of our states around Australia, they leave the baby to die. Uh, South Australia, a little bit of an exception here with the way they've passed some laws through their lower house just this last week. But uh, your thoughts here on George Christensen's bill? Yeah, look... We are totally behind this bill from the point of view that, you know, a life is a life and there's no legislation that can tell you otherwise. The question that George has raised is what happens to a child born alive during a late-term abortion? The uncomfortable truth is that the child is left to die. Now, this is a fact. In point of, if I want to point out some really hardcore facts, is that between 2005 and 2015, 204 babies were born alive as a result of botched abortions in Queensland, your state. Mm. In 2016 in Victoria, 33 out of every of the 310 babies aborted after 20 weeks uh, gestation period were born alive. Now, this is happening. It is happening on a more frequent basis. And what George is saying is this needs to stop. We need, once the baby is born, it is alive. And according to the Convention on the Rights of the Child, the International Convention, and the International Convention on Civil and Political Rights, we need to make sure that the living child is afforded every possible medical care that you or I would receive in a medical institution, Neil.
Uh, Greg, we've run out of time today, but uh, just quickly, any campaigns that you're working on right now? I know there's a lot of listeners uh, who are ready to take some action. When we talk about, you know, fighting back or where the rubber hits the road, who's actually having a say here? Any campaigns you've got happening at the moment? We certainly have. We've got three in particular. Can I just mention that George Christensen will be on our Family Voice webinar on Monday the 8th. Uh, March the 8th so please have a look at our website but we're looking at two things the gambling card being promoted by the New South Wales State Government I want to talk about that because I think that's very it's fraught with danger uh, in some ways but of course it's it's a solution in in many other ways and also we have to look at the parental rights bill I'm talking to Mark Latham at the moment we've got to make sure that everyone gets behind that bill um, from the point of view that we've got to give parents back the right to have a say in their child's education. Uh, right. Well, I'll point people to the website of Family Voice Australia because a lot of people want to know a bit of background on these things and if we're informed, then we'll know how to actually say yep. something when the opportunity arises. So familyvoice.org.au. That's familyvoice.org.au. And Greg Bondar, always appreciate your insights. Greg is the Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Much appreciated. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.